When I hear the story from Mark chapter four, I always think about the first cruise we took 35 plus years ago. I was working at Wyoming Travel Center as their accounting person. I've been there for a couple of years and back then there was some really, really wonderful discounts for people in the travel industry. So my travel agent friends figured it all out and we were able to go on vacation. We traveled the Western Caribbean and as we came around Cuba, we ran into a really bad storm. We were at the pool when the wind and the waves really came. The pool water started to side to side like a too full bowl of water. And I remember Bird and the boys being tossed about this way and that with the pool water making some very large waves. They thought it was quite an adventure. They were laughing and shouting together. They were having a great time until the people in charge of the pool kicked them out. And I think they were thought we were very careless parents. I also remember as my son Eric reminded me that that night Philip and I were really sick with seasickness. So it all comes around huh? and some things you never forget. Then last week I bought this birthday card for a friend who's going to turn 75. I had a picture of a bunch of animals and something that looked like an ark. And the card said, when it comes to birthdays, we're all in the same boat. Some of us have just been in the boat a little longer. I love that. That boat metaphor has been around a lot, especially since COVID hit us. There was this idea that we were all in the same boat together with COVID. And then that was quickly put to rest when someone pointed out that we may all be in the same ocean, but we are in very different boats. These differences, these different boats affected the kind of access we had to healthcare, jobs, childcare, technology, and in my own case, the ability to self-isolate, to simply stay home while other people had to keep doing their jobs. Now in the New Testament, the times, the boat was a metaphor for the church, that safe place in a turbulent world. Now in our scripture today, the boat was not a safe place. In fact, it was a really, really scary place. The gospel writer wants to feel the lashing of the wind. The gospel writer wants us to feel the exhaustion of Jesus as he slept in the back of the boat on a cushion. The gospel writer wants us to feel the fear of the disciples. The gospel writer wants us to feel the frustration. Wake up, Jesus, wake up. Now, I don't know about you, but in the past few months, I've wanted to yell a bunch of times. Wake up, Jesus, wake up, don't you care? Jesus, don't you see what's going on? Wake up, do something. Now, I imagine that the people that were reading Mark's 
Luke's gospel 2,000 years ago had feelings like that too. They were no longer able to be part of their religious communities. They were living in fear of the Roman retaliation. And finally, they even saw the destruction of their temple, that place of unity, that symbol of their religion. Their world was also in chaos. The gospel writer wants us to feel those lashing winds that threaten to separate us and them from each other as we try to just make it through another crazy day. I think in the past, I was distracted by wondering why this story actually happened exactly the way it was written. For me, that doesn't matter anymore. If Jesus of Nazareth performed miracles 2,000 years ago, that is wonderful. What matters is how I respond, how we respond, how we respond to people around us in the face of daily crises, racism, gun violence, food insecurity, poverty, prices going up, rent going up. Everything seems like it's just not right. I think if this miraculous story is worth anything, it needs to be able to carry us from the realities of the ordinary into a dream, into a future really do happen. Now in the past, I've read this story with frustration. It always annoyed me that Jesus was lying in the back of the boat, lying on a cushion no less, while his followers were in fear for their lives as they were pitching water out of that boat as the waves came through. And I know according to the story, Jesus was tired. He had spent a whole day and probably many days saving those around him. The crowds had gathered and were pressing in on him. And the only way to get away from their incessant demands was to get in a boat and sail away. Who among us has not at one time or another wanted to run away from home or sail in that boat? Away from the needs of people around us. I think we get it, don't we? Jesus was tired. I think some days we're tired too. Some days I can hardly bear to turn on the news because you never know what craziness is the next thing. I'm tired of politics, tired of the violence with guns. I'm tired of hearing about racism. I'm tired of wearing a mask. I'm tired of being afraid of what virus or germ you may be carrying towards me. But I'm also smart enough to know that I'm one of the privileged. I know that the system of power and control favors me and mine. And well, sometimes it just feels like, what can I do except just to be nice to others? I gotta tell you, I'm not obsessed with board borders. I don't hate refs. I'm not afraid to welcome strangers. And I was not raised to think I was better than anybody else. So I can offer prayers, right? my tithe. But really, what difference can I, one person, make? What difference, huh? So I read this story and I want to shout, wake up, Jesus, wake up. Don't you care 
that these people are drowning. Wake up. We need you to do something. Help us. Save us. I'd like to believe that if we shout loud enough, God will hear us and that God is powerful enough to make a difference, to save us, to save them, to still the winds, to calm the seas. Peace, silence, be still. And I, as I thought about this text over the last few days, I remembered words that we say at the end of the service. We say, we go in peace to love and serve God in the name of Jesus Christ. And then I remembered other words that I've read recently and that I've seen in the Bible. Be love in the world. God is love. Be the church. God in the world. Christ is God in the world. Emmanuel, God with us. You and I, the body of Christ. Christ has no hands or feet but ours. Be Christ in the world. I think you've heard many of those words too. Right? I've been in this story for years and failing to understand the power of the metaphor, which is Jesus sleeping in the back of the boat. I've always seen myself in the story as one of the disciples who was terrified of the storm that was going to cause seas to rise up and drown me. I've always identified as one of the disciples that felt and felt their frustration and annoyance at Jesus for sleeping while we face our demise alone and afraid. This week was the first time I saw Jesus sleeping in the back of the boat on a cushion as a metaphor. For the first time, I heard those who were afraid shouting at Jesus to wake up, and I remembered something, something that Paul tells us. He says, we, you and I, the followers of Jesus, we are the body of Christ today, here and now. And it's time for us to wake up and to calm the storm that is raging we have the power together as the body of Christ to command the winds of the crazy to cease and be still. Together, we are the body of Christ, and together we can overcome. We can get up and we can wake up. It doesn't matter to us what our, it does matter to us what our sisters and brothers are struggling. We do care, don't we? And it's time to wake up. It's time for each of us to speak up and to take some risks. And we may even have to rock the boat in the middle of a storm. And if our particular part of the sea appears quiet, we have to have the courage to see our reflection in those calm waters. We need to examine the systems that we are engaged in and seek injustice and do our part to create peace through justice. This past Tuesday in our Tuesday night Bible study group, we were discussing another chapter in Rachel Evans' book, and this chapter was on justice. And she's about her very personal search for what that means. 
And she talked about the small changes that she had made in her life. She said she made recycling one of her top priorities. She also said she purchased fair trade coffee. And also said that through World Vision, she was investing and empowering women around the world. And then she asked us to investigate where our food comes from and make sure that the producers are making the living wage. I think that's a wonderful way to be the body of Christ. And then about a month ago, Bern and I had spent some time in the state of Utah, visiting national parks and state parks, and finally Salt Lake City. We got to see firsthand the record-breaking droughts that they are suffering under right now and they're experiencing. And then I heard their governor ask his two things, just two things. He asked them to conserve water wherever they could and to the best of their ability. And then the second thing he asked them was to pray for rain. And again, to me, that's a beautiful combination of things to do so that we can be the body of Christ in the world. I think this past year during COVID, we've tried hard to be the body of Christ, haven't we? I think as Christians, we have tried to be loved in the world by caring for each other, wearing those simple masks by washing our hands and by getting a vaccine using those wonderful technologies we have to connect with each other versus inadvertently passing a virus on to someone who is vulnerable. We are the body of Christ when we serve our community with our food truck. And the bonus is we connect with each other, experience once again the joy of being together. And that's all good. And now in the coming months, when we cautiously come back to our old we have an opportunity to clarify our priorities, to think how we do church, to rethink how we are the body of Christ, how we are love in the world. Wow, that is quite a challenge, isn't it? But what an opportunity. So I say to you now, wake up. We are a power, more powerful than the raging storms. Together, we, the body of Christ, must use our power to calm the seas. It's time for us to wake up to the power of love that lives in us, that lives through us, that lives beyond us. The power that is love and we call God. Wake up and be Christ, be the Christ, and share the power of the Holy Spirit, now and always. Peace, be still, amen.